Winding down 2022, we are linking up with Dr. JJ. We are traveling to the punk rock doc here before the year ends. We had to make time for this show, getting her aired here on a mental health break. My name is Vincent A. Lancey, and I want to thank everyone tuning in today for taking a deep breath with us. Dr. JJ Kelly is a licensed clinical psychologist, emotional intelligence skills training expert, and best-selling author of the Holy Shit series. Stay tuned for a Writing with Authors episode, obviously, with today's guest. We'll get her aired on there, too, where you'll learn more about her writing journey. But for today, we're going to talk about everything related to mental health. I learned she does a ton of work with children, so get ready to help the students in your lives, too. Professionally, I learned that JJ is the founder of Unorthodox, Inc., a punk alternative to traditional psychotherapy that centers around group process, peer coaching, mentorship and community outreach get ready for an exciting episode she's going to provide a lot of value here today we'll also dive into depression is a diagnosis not a feeling kids and social media reckoning with the changing play of kids joy is resistance how to heal your life and the world Straight B's, allowing your kids to exceed expectations and so much more. We have a lot to cover today, so I don't think we should wait much longer, JJ. I'm about ready to kick us off. But everyone tuning in, be sure to stick around to the halfway point. We have an awesome uh, article ahead of us titled Process Group Therapy from the Ashley Organization, and we'll get JJ's take on it. But JJ, welcome on the show. Well, thank you. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. I'm excited to have you on. Why don't you say hello to our audience? Let, give them a little preview to who you are on the personal side. Well, <laughs> I think that I'm possibly a paid professional pain in the ass in the best way. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite kind of people, too. Everybody interesting is a little bit difficult, I think. Perhaps I'm biased. I don't care. Uh, but I, you know, I did I did it the straight way in mental health for 14 years. I did another two in private practice that was still pretty much the same in the same realm of today's mental health system. And I just had enough over the years. I was like, this shit is super sexist, racist, elitist. And I don't want to be a part of that system. You know, I tried the change from within and it's mm -mm, mental health needs something new. I couldn't find it. So I was like, fuck it. I'll build it. At Tampa Counseling and Wellness, we want to remind you that it's okay to not be okay. Reaching out for support and asking for a little extra help can be overwhelming, but everyone deserves a safe space to heal. We're so honored to be that space for Florida residents. If you want to learn more about our services or you'd like to set up a free consultation with one of our clinicians, you can call or text us at 813-520-2807. We're looking forward to growing with you. All right. Well, be sure to stick around to the end of the show. We'll find out exactly where to find all this great work that JJ is doing. I'd love to dive right into it with you, JJ. Would you mind sharing your mental health journey? Maybe what led up to a little more you creating this brand now, really, just this empire you're building over there. Yeah. You know, I uh, that second book, Gifted Misfit, I mean, I don't think you have to be a shrink to figure out that was probably me in my teenage years. I'm pretty open about all the trouble that I got into and it's a good job. We were kind of, we were poor because I would have been sent to one of those wilderness training things or like residential Um, Catholic school. 
probably kept me out of juvie. Took me a long time to appreciate that dialectic. Um, but I think that when people ignore smart, creative kids, and they don't listen to them, then the, the behavior amps up. And they try to get their needs met however they can, but nobody taught us emotional intelligence skills in school. So, like, how the hell were we supposed to cope with, you know, the teenage years are bumpy. Christ, the the beginning 20s are bumpier still, which nobody tells you that. <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> I mean, and I try to tell everybody that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're having a rough time in undergrad. Okay, that shit's going to get way harder after, but we'll talk about that then. Uh, you know, I just try to keep it real and give whatever kind of educated guess and opinion I can give while teaching them the skills. They can use the skills based on their values. We don't have to agree for the shit to work. And that's why that's why it works, because there's like built in respect and authenticity to the model of DBT, which is rad. Let's you just said DBT for everyone listening on who is unfamiliar with everything related. I know that's a field you dive into. Let's talk a little more about that, if you don't mind. Sure. Dialectical behavior therapy. Um, a dialectic is just kind of a fancy word for a seeming paradox. Two seemingly opposing things right. existing at the same time in an integrated harmony. Um, Marshall Lenahan just put like Zen Buddha with cognitive behavioral therapy, like okay. assertiveness training, emotion regulation. So it is a, it, it's a great combo. Uh, I think most of the world and most of the people in it are living contradictions. So dialectics makes sense. Right. Um, and everybody can just like have their own opinion. We don't have to agree on everything for us to be able to work with each other you know so you're the expert on you i'm the expert on the skills like let's work together and make it happen i love it well now i want to backtrack in time with a little bit jj yeah. what was that moment or when was that time where you decided to start staring your story related to mental health breaking mental health stigma with your story mm, i think i'm still in like the first year of and it depends what you mean like i i do speak to the clients that i work with the students the participants when it's you know when it's appropriate and can help them i right. tell them about my past i've never been secretive about that i i disclose for sure um but as far as like what's wrong with the mental health system like i've only started doing that in the last couple of years uh, because I don't, you know, people get pissed. You know, the, my biggest trolls are like clinicians, man. It's like, oh, she's pulling the the veil back on what is a pretty secretive profession. When you think about it, it's like two people in a room. You could do a lot of harm to somebody, even accidentally. Mm -hmm. If you're a narcissist in the room with a kid or with anyone. And then you're the authority figure and they're like, Oh, you're a doctor. So you're a God. No, sorry. The people I have found that people who have doctorates in anything, it's much more a reflection of privilege than IQ. 
I'm a career learner. I'd be in school if it was for free forever. But there is nothing like this experience. You firsthand, you connect you with individuals having these conversations of what actually happened, not what may happen. You're crushing it so far, JJ. Before we dive into that awesome spotlight story, which I am very excited to dive in with you, I want to ask you, what are some of your favorite things to do for your mental health? Some things we can help our audience with, because as you know, what works for some doesn't work for everyone. So I always want to provide as much as I can to everyone tuning in. Like, what do I do personally to for fun or like to keep my self-care up? Music is a big part of my life. Um, okay. Playing music, listening to music. I mean, punk probably saved me as a teenager. Um, and play in any form. Like being a goofball, I think, is really important as far as like not taking yourself too seriously. Anything that, you know, makes me laugh. I, we just went to... My brother was visiting and we just went, which I go every year to this Golden Girls in San Francisco, drag queens in that do Golden Girls episodes that are holiday related and they like sing in the scene changing. I mean, I love that shit. Dancing is a huge part of my life. I've been a hip hop dancer for since I was like 15. I love it. My grandmother, she loved the Golden Girls for Christmas every year when she was alive. We'd get her something, go, we found, uh, you know, a puzzle or a coasters or just little things. I mean, they're they're one of those brands in TV that almost everybody has heard of, the Golden yeah. Girls. That's, that's something iconic. I love the way you put that. So thank you for starting us off. Like I said, we have an awesome spotlight story. And as we have someone who understands process group therapy, we learned a little bit about DBT. We're going to dive right into this article from Ashley online. And then we'll bring back our guest and talk a little bit more. Because life does not happen in a vacuum, neither should the therapy that helps you overcome a substance abuse disorder. While individually psychotherapy sessions are a core component of a treatment plan, process group therapy also plays a pivotal role. Process groups are essential to recovery, where this type of therapy involves a gathering of peers who are also in recovery and a facilitator to help guide the sessions. These are called process groups because the therapist is overseeing a long-term treatment progression where one session builds upon the other. The article says the key to success in this type of therapy is establishment of trust early on. As the participants grow to trust one another, they are more willing to open up and share their feelings, thoughts, concerns about the recovery process. I now want to jump into the area where it says, how does process group therapy help with substance recovery? It has some... Um, some group sessions, including these CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. And I, someone with a traumatic brain injury, had some of this. This short term therapy helps the participants identify any disordered thought patterns that cause unhealthy behavioral reactions. Facilitators guide them toward changing the negative self talk to more rational behavior choices. And I also here I'm going to touch on psychoeducation and interpersonal therapy and then bring back on JJ. Psychoeducation is where the therapist may use curricula intended to help the participants learn about how addiction and dependency develop and how to avoid relapse. Well, interpersonal therapy is just that, assisting participants in improving relationship dynamics. JJ, there was a lot going on in that article, what it is, some ways that it helps. I would love your take on it as someone who really is in this field. Well, I mean, there's a lot there, but... As far, okay, I can start by saying that when I was doing psychotherapy or what, you know, is being called interpersonal 
it's just psychotherapy, one-on-one therapy. Okay. Uh, when I was doing that all those years, I wouldn't see an addict that wasn't also in AA. So I guess I very much agree with that point that the first article made, which is that, you know, therapy is not enough for addiction. No way. No way. And I would, we would make a contract like, okay, are you going to do 90 and 90? That is, you know, your first 90 days of sobriety, you're going to 90 meetings, a meeting every day. Are you, you know, what is the, what is the contract that we can make where I'll still see you? Usually at minimum, it was like three meetings a week. You have to talk twice a month. So every other week, you got to talk at a meeting. You got to get a sponsor. You got to have a service um, position. Like you have to do the program. And I'll, I would stop seeing somebody if they were, if they didn't keep, keep it real with the contract. Yeah. I love that. And we have to be honest, not only with others, but with ourselves, we can't improve. Others can only help us so much. We can provide so much resources, JJ, to everyone. But if it doesn't want to start within well, all the resources in the world are just resources. And I think everybody somewhat listening on could relate to that. I hope where we've had our tough times and we had to make a decision. Are we going to dig deep or are we not? Incredible analysis. I'm glad I chose that article. I was hoping that we can get some great value there. But before we let you go, what is one piece of advice that you have for all of our mental health champions out there who are struggling today? I said, wow, well, that is such a hard question for me because I have like 4,000 things I want to say. Let it I, out. I would say that if, if people just did the separation of thoughts and feelings and validated their feelings, then the world would change. The way to do that is download a feelings sheet. I keep one on my website because there are a lot of those wheels and shit out there. And a lot of them have thoughts on it and they say these are feelings seen, heard, attacked. These are not emotions. These are thoughts and they're even judgment. That people, you know, shrinks have taught people to be like, I feel. But, you know, I feel like you're an asshole isn't you expressing your feelings. That's a judgment. That's a thought. You have to say, I feel mad. I feel sad. I feel whatever. It has to be an emotion word. Well, people have a strangely primitive emotions vocabulary, even really smart people. Yep. And so taking taking the feeling sheet and practicing it. I tell people, print it out, put it on your fridge. Ask yourself as many times as you can remember in a day, how am I feeling right now? And a lot of times you don't know. So go to the damn sheet and go, yes, no, maybe in the fear column. If you get a bunch of yeses, you're probably afraid. Like it really is that basic, but people need it to be that basic because they just don't have it. And I think that is great advice right there for everyone out there who is going through. Pick up this feelings chart, head to JJ's website. Normally I wait for the end of the episode, JJ, get all your contact info out there. But while we're talking about things you can offer to everybody, like this feelings chart and so much more, where can we find you online? Everything's at drjjkelly.com. The Instagram link, the YouTube link, all the books, links, all these, you know, lots of content. Yeah. Okay, great. Kelly.com. We'll have that in the show description. No fear. Just scroll right down, click that link and get all the value today. But before we sign off, the floor is yours, JJ. Please shed light on any area relating to mental health that you would like. Whoa, man. Um, 
I think that if you're going to choose to do the psychotherapy route one-on-one, um, I think psychoeducation is probably a better idea, group process, better idea than one-on-one, but sometimes you need the one-on-one. If you're going to do that, shop. Don't take the first shrink's office you go to like if you don't connect i I haven't even tried to do psychotherapy for years and years because i'm smarter than most of them and and they all have like this rhetoric you know what they were taught they're not being their authentic selves the last time i went i was like 10 minutes in i was like you know what i'm gonna stop you right there there's no connection here i'm gonna leave and do not charge me for this like we are the consumer and everybody learned from COVID, hey, I have no emotional intelligence skills. I better get some. So they fl- now they're flooding the mental health field. Yep. But there, there are still problems in the mental health field. So it's getting flooded with people who want the skills now. And I would argue they're still not going to get them. So shop around. Wait till you get a real connection with somebody. Ask them something weird and see how they react. Do they give you like the doctor answer from a book or do they give you part of their real self? Love that. Being authentic. It's you, you have to have the connection that you can, they can have the best degrees, education certificates in the world. But if they're a robot, might as well go online and talk to a, an AI guy. I mean, they're on there, but there's great resources out there with the internet. Obviously, that's the best, but the problem is the lack of quality information. And I mean, fortunately for you, JJ's got a lot of great info. Again, that's drjjkelly.com. And with that, JJ, I want to thank you for linking up with me, having your team reach out, getting you on the show. Everyone out there, be sure to stick around in the on the feeds. You'll see her popping up on the other shows too. And with that... We're signing off until next Tuesday. Only a few more shows to go until the end of the year. Everyone, see you next Tuesday. JJ, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks.